What? Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. I have my dog in the building with me today. This is the first time, four-time guest on the show, my dog, Matt Coleman, Coach Coleman, amazing, phenomenal human being. In today's episode... We take a deep, vulnerable, and personal dive into our experience with COVID-19 and many things revolving around the vaccination between Matt's experiences, my experiences, what we see out in the world right now. We just really take some time to unpack it, talk about our thoughts around it, and our goal which we successfully did was to create a safe space for both of us to talk about this openly, vulnerably, and with a high level of compassion at the same time. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. I honor you. I appreciate you. And as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, have my brother from another mother. I feel like he is a pioneer in beach handball here in the United States of America. Call him one of the most loving, open, amazing, athletic, and holistic men that I know. Dynamic blessings to my dog. Matt Coleman, y'all know the name. What up, though? What a lovely day to be back for my fourth time. I feel like a regular here on the Mr. You Can Too podcast. Bro, I love it. I love it. How You Can Too in the flesh. Matt Coleman is the first ever four-time guest on the show. Let's go. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, we, we, we were rapping a little bit before we got on here, and I just said, you know what? Fuck it. Like We might as well start recording now because we're touching on a nice subject. So we want to take this time to talk about the, just our thoughts and our feelings, perspectives, experience with the COVID-19 vaccines and the current state of the country and whatnot. And we started with Matt asking me about what I thought about Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins so far, not deciding not to take the vaccine. And why this is interesting is for both of those players, they're, they have to follow their individual city's guidelines. So if you are a basketball player in, say, San Francisco, in the same way that, or the Bay Area, in the same way that the Warriors are, or you are a athletic team, or in this sport specifically, a basketball team in New York, so the Knicks or the Nets, then you have to be vaccinated in order to work in your city now this is a distinction from if a away player the away team is not vaccinated he can still play at the arena so matt and i were saying how interesting it is um, what's going to happen i'm hoping Kyrie and andrew wiggins 
hold out and hold true to not getting the vaccine if they truly do not feel safe getting it and they don't feel like that's the right thing for them you know I, I feel like every person should have the freedom to choose and I believe also that if they decide not to do it that can actually potentially create some friction for the NBA but then create some I think freedom for the players. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I I think this is a cool segue into getting into our combo um, because it's it's like completely asinine that um, these guys are, you know, essentially like standing true to what they believe is right for them and being put now in the spotlight and of course there's like gonna be some you know negative um repercussions and you know like Kyrie I think already made a statement I was reading uh that he doesn't want to create you know like headlines or you know anything but positive energy um for his squad he's already been on you know the other side of some pretty intense um, criticism and you know it just feels completely unfair that this is the situation that they're in especially being that you know I don't think this should go unspoken about but being that they're NBA players and you know they should be taking care of themselves and taking care of their health at the highest level with all of the resources at their you know at their, you know, exposure right in front of them. So it's tough. I I feel for those guys. I I truly do. Yeah, man. Definitely tough. Definitely tough. And, you know, I think a lot of people, at least that I see when I'm looking at the regular headlines, they just say, like, you know, why is it such a big deal? You make all this money. Why don't you just take the vaccine? And I think in this instance, it, it shows that, there are people out there who prioritize their personal freedom of choice and what they put in their body over money. Not saying that that's definitely the case with Andrew Wiggins or Kyrie Irving because they didn't tell me that <laughs> clearly. But it's just interesting, man. It's like, you know, I think for the average person looking at it, they just look at it from a, a money standpoint or like, oh, you just play a, a game. Like, who cares? And I think it shows that there's a lot of this thing, this this vaccination and this freedom of choice is much bigger than just the sport of basketball. Well, and, and another thing that was coming up is like, you know, you'll see the teams now releasing their vaccinated rates. And, right. you know, you see most of the teams, um, you know, are majority vaccinated. And there's like these stipulations that are happening, you know, within locker rooms, within like different travel rules and guys can wear masks and not wear masks and all of these different things, you know, to, to be on the other side of where, you know, kind of the, the dominant, um, you know, dominant headlines are in pro sports right now. Like there's guys in the NFL too that, you know, are speaking Mm -hmm. up and, you know, being essentially isolated for just being themselves and, you know, it's it's like a microcosm of, of what's happening in the country and in the world, really. Um, 
So I think it can be, like I said, a cool, cool segue to, you know, speak our own truths and feelings for however long this takes. I have no time commitments uh, yeah, I, anytime soon. So. Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna unpack it, and I guess I, I would start by asking you this, Matt. Why do you think this subject of just overall COVID nineteen vaccination? is an important conversation to have? Um, For me, I I love this opening question because it, and I've had so many of these conversations with close friends, family, you know, uh, members of my different communities that I'm in. And my biggest, my biggest issue slash um, energy that I've brought about these conversations is that I wish I, I wish people could, you know, essentially just approach the topic with an open mind and having that open-minded approach to the fact that there are um, a lot, a lot, a lot of people that are on both sides, a lot of very credible um, people on both sides. And, you know, I think that it boils down to the roots of a much bigger issue and it's essentially that like when we're looking at any problem but the vaccine situation and the covid situation specifically that we found ourselves in um you know everybody can only approach any scenario through their lens through their perspective and right I'm not the guy who is telling somebody that they're quote unquote wrong for seeing, you know, we'll just say a headline or a a bunch of headlines on the news and that, you know, gives them the comfort that they need to make a decision about being vaccinated or not. But with that being said, I would still encourage that person or everybody to look a little bit behind what is just being blasted to us and told to us, you know, in, and I don't want to use words like mainstream or whatever, but, you know, that's kind of what it is. Um, mm-hmm. I would encourage any and everybody to um, question everything. I mean, like, what is the, the premise of, of science? Like, come up with a hypothesis and test it yourself. Like, that's science and everybody's throwing the science word around like trust the science here trust the science there well i can list off and rattle off and i know you can too you can hello a ton a ton of people you know that are not ever going to be you know mainstream or on the you know the public news channels you know some by choice that are doing science and have teams full of scientists and doctors and people that are looking at the same studies that we all could potentially have access to. And they're coming up with entirely different conclusions. And I'm not saying that I'm on necessarily, you know, that side of the secret scientists or whatever. Uh, I'm, you know, just an individual that I enjoy, you know, like getting as deep of an understanding as I possibly can and I'm excited for the next questions because like unpacking this is so much more than just, you know, the importance of 
like the the vaccination topic like it, it goes into a much bigger you know solution that I think this time period in the world um, can you know really approach approach this new solution um, but it's gonna take it's gonna take you know a little bit more effort than what I think uh, at least I've seen in my experience um, and so that's that's what I've been essentially fighting for is for you know because most of the people closest to me have been on you know the side of getting vaccinated and are vaccinated and have been relatively closed to hearing anything else and as you can imagine as anybody can imagine you know that's extraordinarily difficult to have a conversation um, yeah. with those people and so I'll leave it there because I know there's much more diving in to do, um, but I'm curious to hear what, what your thoughts are. Maybe on the same question or, or anything else that popped up when I was going. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, one, I definitely agree with your sentiments on how a person's perspective is the lens that he or she will see any situation through, right? It's like some of the things that we hear all the time of, if you think something's true, then it's true for you. It's really that simple. So what I think happens is are damn near a lot of people who are going out and seeing certain information. And as long as that fits their narrative of what they truly believe, then that's what they go with, right? It's a, it's a level of confirmation bias. And I think it's on both sides is whether somebody is saying that the COVID vaccine is the absolute most safest best researched sound type of vaccine therapy whatever you want to call it that's ever been around or if you're on the side of well hey let's you know let's take some more time let's gain some more research let's see what long-term effects are let's see if there are holes in here that maybe were not initially discovered because to your point it's not about the science it's not what does the science say it's what does science say Right. Science period. And to your point, science is taking a hypothesis, testing it out and coming up with conclusions based off of those hypotheses. And one thing that's supposed to be prevalent with science is anything that's held as true. Right. Or conclusion that is found is tested over and over and over and over and over again in order to have validity and reliability within it right and to me just all of the different types of statistics and research and just different science classes that i've taken i understand that there has to be a certain amount of time that goes by to truly understand the long-term impacts of such a thing so i, I love both of those points there and something that I find interesting, and I, and I would love to hear your perspective on this, because like you said, you've had many conversations around vaccination with friends, family, um, other people like that, friends of friends and whatnot. And it seems to me that a lot of people have trouble having a truly open conversation. And when I say a lot of people, mostly, you know, people who are on the really on both sides on both sides i'll say whether you think covid is the vaccine is the best thing ever or you think there should be some more research done 
you know, most people don't want to have an open conversation. They want to just stay, like, in their thought pattern, in their stream of consciousness. I'm curious, like, what was your experience like having these conversations based off of your perspective, your experience, and what you have or haven't um, indulged in at the time? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that there's also an interesting, like, addition to kind of how you defined the two sides because I've also run into it I'm certain that you have too that kind of like you know more extreme side that is just kind of anti you know anti-vaccine without even having you know much of an opinion on it at all it's just more of like along along political lines and if this is what one side is doing I'm just going to do it (laughs) Um, right. You know, so like I think you and I both are on like that second description that you used where, you know, it's like, well, let's continue to learn. Right. Like, right. I think this is, you know, that's kind of where I, I think most people would like to fall um, in general. Mm-hmm. And that's to get back to your question, you know, essentially what I've found through many challenging conversations and conversations that you know many times i didn't even really want to have like being completely Mm. honest um Mm. you know but it's yeah i think it takes courage i I think it does i think it takes and it takes courage to have an open mind first off and if you know a lot of not to get like too anecdotal but if if a lot of like a lot of people that I've come across don't necessarily have an open mind towards themselves or how they approach life. It's very difficult for people to have an open Mm -hmm. mind when it comes to, you know, this topic at hand. Um, And so, you know, going through the past, you know, almost year, I guess, since the vaccines have been a thing and announced, um, I have had a wide range of different um, landscapes, you know, going from like a situation down in Orange County, California, where they think completely differently up to LA where it's entirely, you know, different. Um, But then, you know, even in my smaller communities um, and and I have really like found this um, cathartic type of energy now Mm. in having uh, conversations with the people closest to me and I've seen um, I've seen a big shift and it's not even that I was like I think I mentioned this earlier but it's not that I ever approached a single conversation you know wanting somebody to uh, change their opinion I will always come back to this you know this concept of just being open to hearing right. others opinions and you know some conversations have lasted for multiple hours you know like mm-hmm. and there's specific conversations that I've had with some doctor friends that after hours and hours of going back and forth and doing it in a you know in a fair and open way and presenting you know how we got to where we got um, just like any conversation should really be, there, there's this, um, you know, this respect for both people that inevitably kind of forms, even though at the beginning it may, 
you know, it, it, it typically was in my experience, um, a bit hostile at times or a bit like, you know, wait, Matt, you don't think that you should just go get vaccinated. Like Hmm. you don't, you don't like just auto trust that. And, you know, I, I don't know. Like I've told people closest to me as well that I wish I, 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 there's been times where I've wished that I, it was easier for me to just like go, Mm. go with the flow and, you know, like go get the shot and not even have to think about it. But when I have, when I assess myself and how I approach my life, you know, in all aspects of my life, I can't go back. You know, I've created myself to being an open-minded person that, you know, really like cautiously approaches, you know, how I formulate opinions and how I make choices and how I, you know, uh, take action in the world. And, um, so to kind of conclude the point, I mean, like there's so much more to unpack, but just that, that simple question, um, it's been, it's been like highly rewarding in a sense and not all of them. Some of them have ended in, Mm -hmm. in, you know, not like some of them have ended in losing some relationships or some friends have, you know, not necessarily even wanted to have a conversation with me or, Mm. Um, like I've, that's been tough. That's been really tough. Uh, cause I think that, you know, again, I don't think I'm right, but I think that how I, uh, am, am going about, uh, this situation specifically is fair. I think it's fair and I can, you know, <laughs> provide points to, to argue that, um, it's been, like I said earlier, like cathartic, uh, to get to those end of the roads in these very difficult conversations and be able to look that other person or people in the eye and know that there's now a deeper level of respect for each other because we were just able to kind of hash out our opinions and how we got there. And, you know, there's the ability to kind of sometimes agree to disagree or, you know, whatever, right. whatever you want to call that. Um, so, yeah, it's been a wide, wide range. And if there's one last thing I'll say to that, uh, question um, is I don't know man I guess like giving myself um, like a, a bit of a, a pat on the back uh, for like mm-hmm. being open enough to you know stand strong and you know stand stand for what I believe in and I've witnessed that you know also carry over into people that I'm around and people that I'm close to, whether we agree on this topic or not, that type of energy has, you know, moved into uh, those people. So that is something that I'm really proud of, you know? Absolutely. That's amazing. I think it's powerful to be able to have a conversation with somebody that you disagree with and finish that conversation from a place of respect Mm -hmm. having respect for each other having respect for ourselves in the process because we don't feel like we you know changed just because someone thought we should change but because like okay i came to a different conclusion um based off the evidence you presented and now i'm gonna go ahead and search that stuff deeper and maybe come up with a more open well-rounded understanding than what i came in with 
you know, I think that's really important. And have, to your point, man, having the courage to step up and speak your truth and talk about or talk from the, to put it lightly, the unpopular perspective. Yeah, I, even for myself, like I put up a video, I guess about two weeks ago now, talking about my entire experience of what I was feeling about the COVID-19 vaccination, um, you know, mandates have been put in places and certain, or have been put in certain places. The overall um, environment that, you know, I was experiencing that I see how others are experiencing throughout the world. And it took me some real soul searching to even come out and talk about that. Because to your point, it's like, well, to my point, it's like, I didn't think what other people say about me or think about me matter because I really don't um, deep down into my soul. But I caught myself in that moment or in those last few months worrying about what people thought about what I say or what I think. And because of that, I wasn't expressing myself and I wasn't talking about things that I wanted to with the level of vulnerability and transparency that I speak with. And because of that, I, I felt a little inner turmoil within myself, a little discomfort and decided like, okay, I get to speak on this. And ever since I have, you know, I felt amazing, right? I feel amazing about it today. People are reaching out to me. We're having open conversations. And also people were, were coming to me saying like, hey, like, you know, I feel very similar to you in many of these ways. And, you know, I appreciate you saying these things because, you know, I haven't been able to get myself to say it. So that's been a really powerful experience. And overall, I think it's really important that, you know, as individuals, we're allowed to choose what it is that we want to do or how we want to live our lives. Right. Um, and I think that's something that I'm seeing being taken away from a lot of people and that's something that I will not you know just sit back and let happen to me because I didn't even realize how much I really treasured and valued my freedom until I started seeing it taken away from a lot of people so yeah man I appreciate you having this conversation with me and us being able to unpack this whole entire subject or at least as much as we can because it is interesting Right. And I know for you, you've had some inner turmoil that you've had to work with to see, you know, what type of decisions that you were going to get to make so that you can live certain experiences in your life. Are you open to talking to the listeners about how that experience has been for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I appreciate, you know, even like you as a friend and brother and mentor and person that you are um you know creating the platform that you have for me to feel comfortable because i can relate to a lot of things that you just said and um your video you know really um spoke to my you know soul as well and it's been something that has been really hard for me um i also you know, couldn't foresee as I, you know, over these past two years or so have gone through my own spiritual, you know, revolution of sorts. And I, I, I couldn't foresee that 
you know, the world was going to be in this type of a place where, you know, freedom did matter so much to me. Um, mm. And so, you know, to get into there's there's like a lot more points that I, I want to talk about and hit, but I, I think it'll be cool to, you know, get into my my personal side now and, and see what comes up after that. But um I, I did decide to get vaccinated. I hope that uh, people listening, um, you know, truly can hear and, and feel that this was a long and difficult uh, decision for me, but also a choice that I made for myself. Um, that was one of the most, that was the most important thing for me going into this um, choice was that it needed to be mine um, and I struggled with that for a long time I, I struggled with uh, that it if I if I did this it wouldn't be for me it would be for you know the people closest to me that um, inevitably like we had been running into some difficult scenarios and very challenging scenarios um, you know, I live in Los Angeles. Uh, I took a trip to New York. I have an upcoming trip to Italy uh, next Tuesday, and um, you know they have their uh, policies in place in certain places with looming, you know, policies uh, that I don't agree with uh, being put into place. Um, so there was a, a very large. Uh, and over a long period of time, um, you know, weighing the the risks and rewards of both sides out, and there's there's so much to to kind of unpack uh, when it comes down to the actual choice that I made. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel peace with the choice that I made. Um, I'm certain that. There will still be moments, um, you know, that I am enraged or feel resentment, you know, come up um, because I very much am an advocate for freedom of choice. And I, I chose what I chose, um, not necessarily knowing how it was going to impact me. You know, like this is um, this conversation is is like very therapeutic for me to continue to kind of get my feelings out and get my emotions out. Um, and, you know, hopefully people who are in, I make up that there's a lot of people that are in uh, tough situations. I make up that the people who are still currently unvaccinated, um, probably most of them have good reasons um, or long studied reasons. Um, and, you know, then of course there's the other people that are just probably maybe ignorantly going about it, um, and that's fine. I'm not mad at anybody. Uh, for me, it was a full scale like risk reward assessment, and you know, I I had to do that for myself, and I guess that that is the biggest um, you know piece of piece of advice. I guess that I could give, you know, that was the, the biggest piece of advice that I gave myself was that this is your choice. Um, you know, whatever choice you make, there's going to be, 
there's going to be things that come up, you know, whether you call them consequences or not, or, you know, whatever it might be, challenges. Um, either side had had both risks and rewards. Um, and so, yeah, man, I don't know. My, my head's kind of spinning, to be honest, right now. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, we, we had conversations about it before as you were making your decision. You were um, kind of going through the process of seeing how it was that you're going to make your decision. Like, what were the variables at play? Are you open to sharing what, like, those variables were and how you were thinking about it and ultimately how you came up with your decision? Yeah. So to get more into that side, you know, I have been really you know, dealing with this mostly with my wife and, you know, much to her credit, um, you know, I think it was kind of easier for her. I don't think she would disagree with me saying this. Um, I think it was kind of easier for her at the beginning when, you know, mandates were first uh, becoming a part of the conversation. Um, and like, you know, we were in Florida in June and Florida was completely different. And then I went to Spain and Portugal and they weren't even really letting American citizens in. Um, but I was fortunate enough to be a Team USA athlete, so that worked out. Um, but Kristen came back to Los Angeles and they were, and this was, you know, mid-June. And they were doing things like uh, at the grocery store at Whole Foods, you know, uh, vaccinated people uh, can go in unmasked and uh, unvaccinated still have to wear a mask, but there's no like governing body that is standing at the front door, mm -hmm. you know, like right. checking those things. But what they did was create um, this, you know, this sense of, of pressure and this sense of like um, just concern and, and like um, unease. Uh, and I can only like, again, only speak from my experience and the people closest to me uh, that helped me form my perspective and experience but that I think was was really challenging for Kristen um, and probably many others but uh, because that was happening uh, more frequently and then there was just so much um, you know headlines happening and you know conversations going round and about and then all of a sudden you know LA changed back to everybody has to wear a mask again and there was just so much confusion around all of it. And then right. and then you talk to, you know, family and friends in other states and like like my brother's in northern Kentucky and he's been saying for a long time, like nobody even if you came here, nobody you wouldn't even know that COVID is a thing. Right? right. And it's like it's so it's been like really hard to, you know, live in a place where like we're, you know, us in New York and we're these cities that, you know, are like really abiding by the, you know, the government situation right now. And not to say that I necessarily agree or disagree, just speaking to, you know, the emotional side of things and what it created. Um, it just created all this unease. And then, you know, right. you know, the mandate conversation started to happen and the volume was, was getting turned up on that. Um, and so inevitably there was a lot of, you know, conversations uh, that followed with Kristen and I that, you know, I think some at the beginning she was coming 
a bit from like a place of, of fear of like missing out potentially on opportunities to hang out with friends or you know go travel back to New York or other other places on my side like you know I don't I can't or refuse um, to like miss an opportunity to continue to build uh, momentum for my sport you know being that I'm an athlete um, so that was a really important thing for me um, but working through the landscape is when really difficult and challenging situations were happening throughout the summer where you know like there was some times where like our one of our friend groups was going to a place in LA and LA doesn't have the mandates but some bars and places chose to do it anyways and so there's been a couple instances where I couldn't go because I didn't have the little cardboard card and you know Chris and I were able to to work through those um, but they were just building this um, this unease and um, you know not to mention like my aunt's a nurse you know my my family all are kind of of one opinion um, mm -hmm. and you know like I have gotten to this point now in my life where it's been very important and also like very rewarding to use what I've learned in my in my life which is translated directly into my career and give that to my family and help them you know kind of grow and you know dive into one of my coaching programs and that's been an amazing thing um, and you know with that like has grown our ability to converse and have um, you know open conversations which at times haven't always been you know all the way open but that's taken a lot of you know work it's taken work uh, from both sides to understand and you know just working through that landscape it was draining bro like I was tired man and it, it impacted um, you know my ability to even like like there was so many times where I lacked motivation to actually like put energy towards my things that I could have been putting energy towards and I'm not that type of person to live my life that way but those were things that were happening to me and right. I found myself in, in dark places on some days over the summer um, and I, I don't necessarily regret them like some of those places uh, I, I truly know and believe were, were necessary for me to get to where I'm at now you know for the longest time it was I was starting to build some resentment towards like man like if these mandates happen and you know then I'm forced to get this you know then I'm gonna be mad and resentful towards my wife and my family um, but you know something pretty incredible over time happened through like I said these very hard work conversations and I'm really proud of what what did transpire over time especially with my wife and I um, where you know we got closer to the fall and you know mandates are now a real thing we really are having to deal with these situations and uh, I have a, a teammate on my side and yes I made the choice that I made but um, 
you know, my wife was very empathetic and open towards how I felt. And that is so, that was so empowering for me to, you know, have a partner that stood by my side and knew and understood and respected, you know, why and how I got to where I got with my opinion. Um, you know, and I can truly say that, like, maybe it didn't completely change her opinion on if or if not you should get vaccinated, right? But it opened up her mind to uh, just the simple, the simple truth that, like, everybody can, everybody can only see things through their own lens, you know, taking it all the way back to the beginning. And that's something that through all of this year and, and through all of these very trying and difficult times, um, that's a huge reward for me. And uh, regardless of the choice I've made, I feel like I have a team of people around me that support me and my ability and respect my ability to make my own decision. Um, you know, and getting a little bit deeper even, I'll keep going. Um, you know, in the waning moments uh, before uh, Kristen and I went to New York, you know, I, I was very clear with her. I, I, you know, and maybe this is funny, maybe it's not, but I told her like uh, maybe a month before um, the New York trip and we had it planned and everything that, you know, I'm, I'm honestly in this place of I'm going to buy as much time as I possibly can um, because, you know, it's not that like my opinion was fixed. It was more so just that I, I knew how I felt and I knew that I take extreme, you know, care of myself. I'm very conscious of the choices I make in my overall health. Um, you know, I didn't feel that the vaccine was the best thing uh, for me. And I feel strongly about all of these other like risk stratification things that we can, you know, get into after my my whole anecdotal tangent here. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, I told her that I'm just I'm, bu I'm buying time. You know, I hope that some like I hope that something uh, drastic happens. And, you know, the United States, which is built on freedom, um, can like do something about the fact that there are certain areas in our country that are handling um, this situation completely, uh, you know, in disagreement and not aligned with what our country was built on. Um, right. And, you know, that's certainly maybe we'll like raise some hands and be a debatable topic. But this whole fucking thing's debatable, man. You know, like For it's sure. it's, um, you know, and so I was really like. Uh, like a part of me, most of me was really hoping that that would happen in that time period. Um, but there were so many other like thoughts and things that I was working through in that time period as well. And that and it was true diligence, you know, like and I had done a lot of diligence throughout the year. And like the people that um, and there's so many people like you and I both. There's so many people that I've learned from that I respect, some of which are, you know, pro-vaccine but also pro-choice uh there's some right. that are you know like really on the hunt like the the polar side of like making sure everybody knows you know all of the side effects and the adverse you know reactions that happen to the vaccines like i 
I don't care where you stand. I think it's important to note that there have been adverse effects from these vaccines. Like, right. you, like you're ignorant if you are unaware of that, you know. And um, so, I just make all those points uh, because it was it was it's super heavy, man. Like, and it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't leave. It's not it's not like. I made this choice and now I just don't care anymore. I actually, right. I actually made this choice and now um, all of a sudden, you know, feel a little bit more empowered. Like I'm on this podcast with you talking about it, whereas before being labeled and tagged as an unvaccinated, I felt that that maybe I was coming from the same place of fear as you know people on the other side. But I I was fearful of like what ramifications could potentially happen. Um, and I didn't necessarily foresee like, oh, I made the choice to, to get the shot um, and then now I'm going to, you know, use my voice. Um, you know, I'm really going to use my voice. Um, I didn't really foresee that. But uh, here here we are having this conversation. Um, but, you know, circling back, I'm almost kind of through uh, with how I got to where I got, um, you know, towards the end, like that last week, which was really a tough week for me. Um uh, it actually was, or two weeks ago, whatever. Um, it was really tough. Like that Monday morning, um, you know, I, I woke up and, you know, knew that like we had our New York trip planned for Thursday night. Um, you know, bro, I I struggled being motivated to, to really even do much. Um, right. I was like bombarded with, you know, just just this, like just the vaccine topic and just weighing all of it out and going back and forth and back and forth and it's it was so draining for me um but ultimately ultimately and this is kind of what i've been working towards but i felt without some of the context i'd be doing myself and anybody listening a disservice um i i got to look at you know the people closest to me and i got to understand them and throughout this process got to understand them and I looked at I looked at everything I looked at if down the road you know I chose to be continue to be unvaccinated um, more scenarios where I couldn't do something or the conversation came up and you know Kristen um, or and myself too like if Kristen's fearful of a conversation with friends or whoever family or whoever we're around, then inevitably I am too, right? Like it, it kind of, you know, like we're a, we're a pair, we're a duo. So, you know, when I really weighed this out, and this is like, you know, the most personal shit ever, but I, th- I right. think like it's so important. Like you inspired me when you went into your personal side a couple weeks ago and, and shared exactly how you were feeling on this and like the world needs our voices man it really does and so i i when you know i was weighing those last bit of risks i felt as if i'm equipped to handle you know a potential situation down the road that maybe some resentment does come up uh from my side um it maybe maybe i do have an adverse effect you know maybe i do um but I, I believe that I'm equipped to handle whatever comes up, maybe um, maybe a little bit better than my counterparts. 
And I want to like I want to clarify exactly what I mean by that. Like that's not just you know my wife or my family. Um, I mean that's that's the that's the heart. But um, like it took a long, long, long time and so many conversations to be able to understand um, and in peaceful conversations. Not all of them were peaceful, but you know a lot of peace was created through conversations that the only time like unrest and peace was disturbed in my home and around the people closest to me was around this conversation and mm. i i um i felt that if i you know down the road like felt this internal resentment towards myself for making a choice uh, that I, for the longest time, uh, wasn't willing to make, that I would be able to handle myself, my emotions, and you know how I go about my life moving forward. And that was what gave me the peace and the strength to make the choice to go go do it. Um, and since I did it, since I I did it, it's actually crazy. Um, and again, something I could not foresee, uh, how much relief I've felt and not because, you know, my wife and my family's like, Oh my God, I'm so happy that you did it because they knew how difficult it was for me. But because I know that I've alleviated a lot of potential, like, um, unpeaceful and, you know, like, damaging situations that inevitably um, may may have happened had I continued on the path that I was on. Um, and also, you know, lastly, it, like with this relief feeling, and this is like all fresh, you know, this is so fresh, like I'm, talk, I'm right, talking off the happened. top. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel, I, I, I truly do feel like, um, like I can, I can help, you know, I've, I've been helping people, you know, but I can help people a little bit, uh, more now. Like it's actually kind of crazy. Like I, I feel like, Oh, I can, I can like have conversations with people now that they know that I'm vaccinated and mm -hmm. you know, like it's, it's not, I don't agree with that. And I think that that's fucking weird, but at the same time, um, you know, that, that does like give me a little bit of a boost to then like get into situations that I may not have had the courage or may not have been welcomed to, you know, with having that silly label of being unvaccinated before. Um, so yeah, man, like it's weird. It's really weird. Uh, it's not an easy thing. Um, but Again, like I just appreciate being able to be on here with you, you know, somebody who I trust as much as anybody in the history of this whole universe, man. Um, no, I appreciate you, my yeah, guy. Yeah, to talk through all this, bro. No, 100%, man. I saw, I don't know if you saw what I posted on uh, on Instagram, one of my stories on Saturday, <laughs> but it was uh, my friend has this picture hanging on her wall and it says, the deeper you go or something like that, the deeper you go the weirder life gets. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah, no, 100%. That definitely resonates, man, in terms of, yeah, man, the deeper we go into this inner work, this uh, spiritual work, 
the holistic health work, all of that, um, the weirder things get. At least that's what I make up. And man, I want to just commend you for being able to talk about all of that openly. And that's like a hell of a whirlwind. And I can only imagine what it was like to go through all of those different aspects of your situation and your experience. Um, you know, one of the things that comes up for me immediately is how amazing it is that you and Kristen were able to have open, vulnerable, loving conversations, see where each each side that you two are coming from and be able to do it in a way that was peaceful overall, right? And over time, you better got to understand her point. She better got to understand your perspective. And it seemed like no matter what your decision was going to be, she was going to have your back in the process, which I think is lovely, man. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you, bro. And Thank you. Yeah, 100%. Something that I think is tough is, you know, just this perspective of like, you know, when am I worthy to have this conversation? Because that's what I was asking myself, right? Like, oh, at what point, when do I know enough where I can speak on this? And what I realized is, like, I, I 100% know my situation and who I am and what I stand for and my perspective. And that's all I can ever speak from. Like, I can't speak on what someone else thinks, how they look at it, their viewpoints, uh, because that's their unique perspective, right? It's where they're coming from. I always think about what can I do to meet somebody where they're at. And I really take that approach when it comes to conversations around this. And part of meeting somebody where they're at is me also having my own boundary of, okay, is this person willing to actually have an open conversation, like to listen, to understand, as opposed to listen, to simply reply. So that's a calculus that I run in my own mind before I do go into these conversations because I'm a huge proponent of protecting my own energy and I understand I can only control what I can control. So knowing the boundary of when I'm gonna have this conversation with whom, under what circumstances, has given me a lot of peace. And my biggest thing at the end of the day, it's like, don't, don't try to force my decision, right? Or don't make me bad or wrong because of my decision. Even if I am in the in the mainstream, and when I say mainstream, like what we mainly see in the minority, because if you look at the numbers, I mean, half the population or whatever it is, there's a good percentage of people who are waiting for their specific reasons. So yeah, man, it's an interesting dynamic. I think um, there's a lot of different aspects to this that we get to dive into. And I'll always say like my foundational perspective of it is my body, my choice, right? In the same way, like it's interesting to me, you spoke on this, like the political side of it. It's like, it's, it's literally laughable to me how there can be people who say they are pro vaccine right or not when you say pro vaccine I'll say there's people who want everyone else to like have to have the mandate of getting the vaccine but think that abortion forced abortion is wrong and I feel like that's that's not consistent right like how could it be your body your choice in one instance but not the other right right and that's why I think the politics of all of it gets silly in the same way that there's people who say like, oh, there shouldn't be any abortion. And at the same time saying, well, you're not 
you can't tell me to put that vaccine in my body. It's like, what? Like, it's not even consistent. It doesn't make sense. And that's why I think it's laughable that this whole thing has became politicized. I've said this for a long time, and I'll continue to say it. I'll never let anyone put me in a box, right? I have viewpoints that some would look at as liberal, and then I have other viewpoints that others would look at as conservative. And at the end of the day, it's because I'm a dynamic human being, and I have my, my own thoughts, and they're going to fall all over the place based off of you know what's true for me, my experience, what I value. For instance, when we talk about the health aspect, in the same way you were alluding to, for me, I'm not scared or in fear that if I get COVID, something terrible is going to happen to me. Like, there's not a, a part of my body that thinks that I would die from COVID. Maybe I'll get really sick. That's a possibility. Anything's possible. But I'm not scared of that happening, right? Whereas on the other side, I feel like there are a lot of people because the United States is the sickest developed country in the world when we talk about all the lifestyle diseases that we have prevalent and rampant in our country i get why those people are scared just like i said in my video if my mom was alive today and she was going through covid she would be a prime example of that person who has commonly died with this disease my mom had literally over six comorbidities six Right. Over six. And the, the average person that's been passing away is like two point six or something mm -hmm. like that. So. So I get it. And I wish there was more emphasis on preventative health or lifestyle changes. Like imagine if both parties were yelling like, hey, like take care of your health, get more sleep, eat better food, cut the processed stuff out. Stop drinking as much alcohol. Get outside and get sunlight. Get in nature. Right? Exercise. Lift some weights. Do some yoga. Do some meditation. Some Tai Chi. Meditate. Like, pray. <laughs> like, there's so many things that can be done. Yet, that's never. I'm not going to say never. That's very, 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 very rarely the narrative. It's simply, hey, the healthiest thing you can do is to get the vaccine. I had literally someone close to me literally tell me that the best way I can be safe is to take the vaccine. And then I just had to respectfully tell that person that we get to stop this conversation because if you think that's true for me, then there, there's just, there's no open conversation here because clearly you don't know what I'm about or you don't listen to anything that I've ever said right and the last thing I'll say on it is you, you can't force anyone to do anything <laughs> like imagine if we put mandates on alcohol you can't drink right I mean we have it to a certain age but imagine they just told all Americans hey you I can't drink no more not happening right if we told them hey we're closing down all the fast food you can't have any fast food no more that's not gonna ever happen or if they mandated if you're overweight and you're obese Hey, you have to exercise or do some type of physical something that you're capable of for at least 30 minutes a day. Matt, can you imagine? That would never happen. There'd be an uproar. And it, it'd be an uproar. And again, too, I don't like I think it'd be great if everyone did do that. 
But I'll never say like, hey, you have to do that. That's why it's you can to. It's not you have to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we always get to have a choice. So my last part of my rant, and this is it, because I'm going on a, on, a, on a deep one here. Back to the political side and what I think is so funny about it. Matt, I don't know if you remember this. And I, I, t- I talk to Alejandro about this pretty often. That's why I think it's so funny. You know, when Trump was in office, a lot of liberals that I was seeing, again, it's in the mainstream, that I was seeing were saying, hey, we can't trust Trump's vaccine. We have to wait. We have to do the research. We got to make sure that this is truly safe before we go out there and we take any vaccines. We need to do the studies, this, that, the other. We got to wait and see because there's never been a vaccine that's come out this fast, da, 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 all the stuff. And this is like like Cuomo saying some version of that. This is... Um, it was Biden, too. Bi- but, Biden. Yeah. Biden. Yeah, Biden was saying it. Pelosi. Um, Kamala Harris. You know what I'm saying? All these people were saying it. And then now that it's just flipped, now it's the other way. You know, all the, the liberals saying, hey, got to take the vaccine. Super safe. And then on the right, conservatives are like, I don't know. You gotta, you can't rush it. You gotta wait and see what the long-term effects are. This, and I'm just like, yo, this is literally political theater. Like y'all just literally switched, and I and I watched you the whole time switch like this. And to me, it's clear as day. And then for others, uh, I'm, they think I'm crazy. You know Bro, what I mean? So I think that part's super. Loud. I hear you, and I have, I saw, I've seen that. Or like many videos, I've seen a, a Biden video and not, you know, like I, I think it's amazing that you brought these points up and I think it's cool for the listeners to kind of hear, um, like we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Um, for sure. And, you know, one thing that came up for me as you're saying that and, you know, it's it, there was a part of, you know, before making the choice that I made, uh, a part of me was like concerned with like, oh, how can you, um, or like this, you know, there was like this story that I was telling myself in my head, like, oh, you can't have an opinion that is of the other side because you're vaccinated, but fuck that. Um, you know, there's one thing that, that popped up as you were saying that, and I think it's comical too, but being, uh, being that I am a team USA athlete, I had the privilege of getting on a call in, Maybe it was, I think, like May. And it was uh, an Obama call where, you know, they were pushing the... um, And with all due respect, uh, like, Barack, you're probably never going to listen to this, but I hope you do. Um, (laughs) I I, I truly do. Um, You know, it was, you know, a part of the campaign to push the vaccines. And there was a few hundred athletes, a few hundred Team USA athletes, some... Uh, of a little bit higher status and some just, you know, peons and beach handball like me. Um, (laughs) And it was interesting. They did a poll and it was about 50-50 at that point back in May. Um, But the questions that were fielded were only on the, you know, like get the vaccine side. And I, I bring that up to make one point that kind of echoes our conversation. And it was... Uh, Jason Collins, former NBA player, and I, I'm again like I'm saying this with all due respect to to both Barack and Jason Collins and the doctors that were on the panel of the call. Um, so Jason Collins asked a question to to the former president, and he said, 
Um, so, Mr. Barack, if my barber refuses to get vaccinated, um, should I find a new barber? And Barack, you know, first jokingly said, you know, Jay, I, I feel you on, you know, how hard it is to, you know, have that good barber and make sure you got that good fade. Um, which like, cool, I'm glad, you know, you have a sense of humor. I appreciated that. But then the second thing he said was, but in this case, you got to find a new barber. And I remember leaving the call, having that be the one thing that stuck (laughs) with me. And I was like, I was mad about that, bro. Like I felt anger in my, in my soul because I just felt that that was so wrong. Like, like how can you just tell tell a human being to excommunicate another human being because of his views on this situation. Like, that's that's crazy right. as hell to me. Um, so, yeah, like, the politicization of it is nuts. And back to some of your other points I wanted, I wanted to touch on real quick. Like, Absolutely. Man, the, the, um, like, the risk stratification uh, that is non-existent, like, Say, you know, for example, like we're, we're pushing this vaccine and that's the, you know, at the root cause of it, one would like to believe that our government wants us to be healthier, right? Like that's why we're pushing this vaccine. Well, with that being the case, if you want us to be healthier, then why can we not? And you and I have had this conversation a million times, like why can we not invest into like different education different like think about even i was listening to a podcast the other day and um think about the education that like the nurses get and you know like think about you know the food that they're fed in the hospitals um there's Mm -hmm. so many examples that could be brought up where it's like we're creating these things at a like it's like a systemic problem and you know not to get like and i'm not the guy like i'm not the guy that thinks that i have all the solutions and all the answers to everything and you know early on when i was having these conversations and they turn into this you know i get a little bit passionate and i i get a little bit fired up because it's not just the vaccine like this isn't just the vaccine issue this is something that i believe and I, I think both of us are on the same page. Like this can be the time that our voices and voices of our mentors and our coaches and their mentors and their coaches can finally like lead this fucking revolution, man. I'm not scared to call it that. Like let's let's right. make these changes and like like I think you were the first person who said it like this and said, imagine if they spent even just one billion dollars on educating people on you know maybe if we call it holistic it's too woo woo so we'll call it preventative and you know metabolic preventative Mm -hmm. medicine functional medicine and metabolic health like um, like (laughs) like to your points like just imagine if you know instead of like commercials that we see that are for like pepsi and coke and shit they're now for like actual products that are going to create sustainable long-term you know health for people um man what a world that could be and i hope i hope that anybody listening to this like gets energized by that i hope that there's any you know piece of useful information or um 
you know, value that can be found uh, just from from two guys who like have navigated life uh, pretty openly themselves to find ourselves in a pretty um, pretty good space that we're able to you know have this type of open conversation and you know speak about what we see as solutions or else I don't know man like like I said I'm not I can't predict the future but at the same time you know we're not headed in the good direction we're headed in a terrible terribly unhealthy direction and I want to fix that man like I want to I'm already fixing it I'm already on the on the team right. of the people that are a part of the the freedom you know revolution and the health revolution and you know I don't really care if somebody listens to this and puts me in a box because um, people are going to do that anyways, you know, <laughs> regardless. A hundred percent, man. I love that so much. And I think one of the well, a powerful way to, to start to wrap this up is to talk about how important it is for each and every person who's listening, who does want to make a change, simply start with yourself. I can attest to the work that I've put into myself, and I know that I've made mistakes along the way, I've developed new opinions based off experience, I've tried new things, and overall I've evolved. And I realize that if anything's to change in my life, I am 100% responsible for having it happen, nobody else. And that's why I have a lot of confidence during a time like this to be able to optimize my health and to have a lot of confidence that I have a resilient, robust body, mind, spirit, soul that can really withstand a time like this where there's a lot of fear around viruses, a lot of fear around judgment. What are people going to think about me? Um, a lot of fear around this lack of clarity around where we're going and what's happening and things of that nature. And again, for me, because I take care of my health, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually at a high level, I can come at this with a lot of confidence, right? And for anyone listening to this who is feeling unsure on how they want to move forward, like, number one, like, take care of yourself during all this. Like, focus on on holistic, healthy ways to be robust, to have great immunity to have great emotional resiliency to have a great brain so you can openly and critically think for yourself and run your experiments and see what works for you as a sovereign individual as opposed to being in such a level of fear that you have to be told what to do and granted there's there's people out there and that's what they want to do and if that's what feels right for you and that has you feel amazing then go for it but at the end of the day, I feel like hurt people hurt people. Unhealthy people do unhealthy things to themselves and to others. So it's my invitation to invite you to. Yeah, that was kind of redundant, huh? My invitation to invite you to. That's funny. It's my invitation to allow you just to look at your own lifestyle and see what you're doing and see how you can make it better and take 100% ownership for yourself because no one else can do it for you. I agree and I love that. And, you know, to round out my points, like the vaccine alone isn't your way, your ticket to health. Sure <laughs> and, ain't. You know, so yes, uh, you've got a split group, one vaccinated guy 
and one unvaccinated guy that you just listened to for an hour and ten minutes. But we're saying the same things, guys. Like, whatever is going to make you feel your best, that is what, and starting with you, those are the things that, the choices you should be making and the things that you should be doing. And if, you know, you come across people, which inevitably all of us will, that aren't open to your opinion and your way of going about things as gracefully as my partner Alvi here said like you can move on from that conversation you don't have to indulge in a fight but I encourage everybody to you know challenge yourself with some of these difficult conversations really look behind the curtains with yourself starting with yourself and encourage people to just be open be open-minded to what the best ways for long-term sustainable health are, starting with you and working outwards from there into your close family, your partner, your friends, and then into your communities. Um, That would be the best thing that I can leave you with for sure. Aho, great spirit. Aho, great spirit, my peoples. Hey, Matt, man, appreciate this so much. Whenever we get together, it is always magic. And I love that you're able to share your truth. I'm able to share my truth. And we are in this 360 wellness revolution together. Indeed we are, my brother. Hey, until the next time, my man. And Matt, for everyone that's listening, where can they find you online just in case they don't know? You can find me on Instagram at Matthew O.O. Davis K.O. And maybe by the time my fifth podcast comes out, I'll have my website uh, ready to rock and roll for you guys with some good, hey. good, uh, good information and some uh, some resolutions to find your peace and find your wholeness and find your health. Uh, working with me and the team that uh, Alvi and I are secretly piecing together. Yay! Let the people know we out here. We doing it. My brother, much love. Until the next time, my man, you can't. Much love back, brother. Peace and love.